Today's episode of the Film Stage Show is brought to you by Mubi, the online streaming cinema for your free 30-day trial. Go to mubi.com slash filmstage. Ladies and gentlemen, to a brand new episode of the Film Stage Show, the movie review podcast of thefilmstage.com. As always, I'm your host, Brian J. Rowan. With me today, we have Michael Snydell. Hello. Bill Graham. Woo! And a special guest today to help us... Chomp. (laughs) To help us talk about the most anticipated movie of the summer, it's Mike Mazzanti. Hey, hey, how's it going? Thanks for having me. It is going fucking wonderful. This, this... We were talking about this before we started recording. There's no point in playing coy. This movie fucking rolled, and it legitimately made my weekend to go and see this movie. Oh, yeah. I don't know that I've ever been... I don't know that I've ever been in a better mood starting a podcast, just (laughs) because I am so excited that we get to spend, I don't know, like 14 hours talking about how this movie is. (laughs) Oh, it's going to be great. Mike... By way of introduction, why don't you tell the fine listeners at home a little bit about yourself? Uh, well, I write for the film stage where I have the um, unofficial title of resident genre enthusiast. Um, I'm living in Washington, D.C. right now. What, what? I do digital marketing by day and I write about write about films on uh, Letterboxd and Twitter and other sites, uh, some other publications. Um, I also try to write my own films, but uh, it's a bit of a pipe dream right now. But I'm really happy to be on the show for the first time, so... Ready to kick it off. It is uh, writing your own movie. Hard to do. <laughs> it's really easy. It's just getting people to read it. That's the problem. Oh, I see. I, I come from like the world of like novel and short story writing. So I'm just like, you know, if I can't spend 20 minutes explaining what the sunset means to this guy in a third person omniscient, what am I filling all this space with? <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of a lot of movement exactly yeah i just i don't have a patient for it um but that's awesome we're happy to have you on the show so glad that there's another dc guy because usually i have to fill that stereotype cliche role yeah happy to uh to wrap the the dmv hell yeah (laughs) and as i said we're here today to talk about crawl the alligator thriller in theaters now from director alexander aja i think is how you say that no mm-hmm. real idea. I think so. Yeah. Uh, this movie stars uh, Kea Scoldelario and Barry Pepper. Uh, before we get into our review, the usual stuff up front. You can find us on Twitter at Film Stage Show. Facebook, search for The Film Stage Show. Find us on podcast apps and iTunes and give us a comment and rating. And, of course, you can email us podcast at filmstage.com. If you like this show, feel free to go to patreon.com slash show. For as little as $1 an episode, you get access to our super cool Slack channel. We are always talking about just all kinds of stuff. <laughs> as Jordan Sports said this today, week, for some reason. <laughs> yeah, as Jordan said this week, I love it. I can open this app and never know what's going to be going on. I believe it was Marxism that day. <laughs> I think we were talking about whether or not monarchies count as fascism. Yeah, yeah, I I dipped out of that one pretty quickly. <laughs> you can look forward to more of that when we review Lion King next week. 
Oh boy. Um, in addition, we are brought to you by movie, the online streaming cinema. Uh, every day on movie, they introduce a new film that you have 30 days to watch. So you have a constantly rotating selection of 30 films to check out. They've got their, what is an auteur series still going on with, uh, Julia Luktiv, who previously did the loneliest planet with Gail Garcia Bernal. They've got a bunch of other awesome stuff on there. Like, Again, Dr. T and the Women, which someone on our Slack channel said, better than you'd expect, so check that out. Uh, also, Knife Plus Heart, Walk the Walk, and Joss Whedon's Much Ado About Nothing. For a free 30-day trial of movie, all you gotta do is go to mubi.com slash filmstage. Again, that is mubi.com slash filmstage. But that's that for all the upfront matter. Now we can get into the real reason we're all here. The reason that I chose to stay alive until this point in the year, (laughs) despite overwhelming evidence that I should do the contrary. (laughs) And that is to talk about Crawl. Again, the alligator thriller from Alexander Aja, who previously did Piranha 3D, as well as the remake of The Hills Have Eyes. Here is the trailer. The state of Florida has issued a Category 5 hurricane warning. All residents must evacuate immediately. Grab your families, your loved ones, and get out. Dad! We won't be able to come for you. Dad! This movie is fucking awesome. Um, this movie stars <laughs> Caius Goldelario, whose name I obviously should have practiced a couple more times before we decided to podcast on this, as Haley, who goes to uh, her South Florida home to try to find her father, who she and her sister have been unable to get in touch with. She finds him knocked out in the crawl space under the house as a hurricane bears down on them. And guess what? There's a goddamn a category alligator down five. there with them. A category five hurricane. <laughs> it's a bad one. Uh, this movie is a Bill Graham pleasing one hour and 27 minutes long. It is hell. In, yes. It is in theaters now. And uh, as I said, no point in being coy about it. This movie fucking rules. Uh, agree with me or die. Michael Snydell. <laughs> yeah, this is, this is a good movie. I, I give the, <laughs> I, I give this uh, eight shallows out of ten. Um, <laughs> no, I, in all seriousness, um, I, I am loving these kind of. Uh, it, it's only a few every year, but these kind of women-centered survival uh, one-space thrillers. You know, like this year, you already had uh, Down, which was about surviving in an elevator. Um, and then there was also uh, last year one I really liked called Breaking In with Gabriel Union. And, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to just be horror. It doesn't necessarily have to be a thriller. But I tell you, you get a a, a good actress in, in a space and you do something insane, like put a hurricane and an alligator in that same space. And it just works like gangbusters. Uh, I, I mean, this doesn't feel like an Aja 
film, like coming from the guy who did Piranha 3D, which is, oh man, I love Piranha 3D, although I would have such a hard time defending it on any kind of <laughs> academic level because <laughs> it's, uh, it's fetishism is so beyond it's it's a feeding frenzy of horny teens in the grossest possible way um and yeah but this is this is lean this this has the wonderful opening credits where you have a character going through the credits as they disperse you know any good part of a movie uh and um i was just i i was just uh, continually surprised with how this thing ratchets tension, with how it uh, keeps bringing the stakes up while also bringing in not necessarily MacGyver stuff, but just the character's very smart knowledge of uh, this house that they're in. And by having like simple characteristics, like someone being a swimmer and someone being a construction person, they they rely on those single characteristics and make whole characters and narrative decisions that make sense and are very satisfying. And yeah, it's just, it's a good time. It's also really dumb sometimes, but it's, yeah, it's, it's really entertaining. I'm I'm really glad that we finally got something like this this summer. Question for you. Uh, The mountain between us, (laughs) is that too big and too glossy for you? Or is that also count? You know, I, I would say that I didn't really like that one very much, but, uh, but yeah, I, I would say that counts. It's not really a single setting, but for the for the, the sake of uh, <laughs> yeah, that whole mountain is the single setting exactly. Planet Earth. All right, guest Mike Mazanti, your thoughts on Crawl? Yeah, um, I'm pretty much with Michael. Um, I think Crawl is tight and satisfying and, and just pretty delightful um and i love that it is self-aware of the genre it's in but it is not being self-reflexive and cutesy and giving you nudges all the time it is straightforward it's super contained and it's pretty damn gnarly to be honest um they really are thrashing some bodies around in this movie which i always love to see um and i think michael listed some other one location movies and i would definitely add don't breathe to that list and i think that these are the type of films that are essentially exercises in building tension and releasing tension and establishing um a sort of spatial coherence and then playing around in that space and i think those doing that and establishing geography and using it is really impressive to me when it's done right and then when they can put little character beats in there and kind of weave their minute to minute struggle um and find a way to deliver character moments between characters on their own, overcoming things or just interacting in satisfying ways. That's just kind of the cherry on top. And I think crawl does both of those things. And um, it's kind of a nothing more, nothing less type of movie, but it's really assured and it's got some pretty crazy shit in it eventually. So um, it, it pushed all the right buttons a hundred percent. So these one location movies, I'm just going to keep, adding them and then asking what people think and if they they fit into their uh their desired movie phone booth oh yeah 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 <laughs> all right great <laughs> bill graham yeah so i wish i liked this movie more um oh my god yes <laughs> um Shit. i i thought it was largely okay i thought you oh, know bill. 
I've got some issues that we'll kind of talk about in spoilers. Um, I really dug Piranha 3D. I thought it was a, a, a just a hoot. Um, it's very kind of on the nose at most of the points, but man, when it comes to violence, Aja just really goes for it. And in this film, he is somewhat reserved and i was surprised by that um especially considering there's a bunch of ga- gators I, I don't know why i was about to say gators or <laughs> say it weird i don't know anyways it sounded like you're about to say gatters yeah, i was gonna say is that a dallas yeah, thing no no definitely not um an alley gatter oh boy um stay out of those alleys uh but uh, yeah i i I really wish I liked this movie more. Um, It was tight. It was satisfying in a lot of ways. Uh, It was a no bullshit movie. Um, It is pretty quick and concise with what kind of story it's trying to tell. Um, There aren't a lot of uh, other players that get involved. Um, Gators get introduced into the film fairly quickly and so like a lot of this is is kind of right up my alley it's it's hitting all the beats that i really want it to but there's just something that's keeping it from singing and i think part of it is just the fact that i i don't have enough fun with the gators themselves um i feel like they're almost they're more lifeless than what i want um and you know, at the best of times, I'm looking for something like Jaws, where where the creature really kind of um, is predatory in a a odd sense, in a in a almost like uh, almost like it's it's a thinking human being, you know. Um, and this film didn't really kind of hit on that note that I thought it was going for. Um, you know, we had this film called The Shallows a couple of years ago. What was that? Two two years ago or something like that. And that film basically had a shark that was like literally after one lady and one lady only, <laughs> right? And this film feels like the gators are almost there incidentally and not necessarily all that interested unless you invade their space. Um, and th- I mean, w- w- we'll talk more, but that's, that's kind of my, my uh, overall impressions was I, uh, I think there's just something that's keeping it from singing and I'm, it's, it's hard to put my finger on what that is. I am flabbergasted <laughs> and furious. Um, two, two things. Uh, the shallows, was 2016 so three years ago wow. okay bill graham this one's directed at you you want a sort of supernatural thinking machine killer that is seemingly single-mindedly out to destroy our protagonists what do you think about anaconda i like anaconda anaconda is a fun movie yeah anaconda is a movie <laughs> that begins with like some superimposed text to explain anacondas that just fully lies about anacondas <laughs> as as the best films do <laughs> i don't remember what it is precisely but it's something like they love killing so much that they will throw up just so they can do it again <laughs> that's awesome yeah that sounds so <laughs> it's such a it's such a lie it's like i as a person who has owned and presently owns a snake 
that once that thing has eaten, it's just like, all right, fuck you guys. I'm going to see you in two days because I just ate something that is almost the size of my body and I need some time to digest. Do you tell Cora about this? <laughs> she has yet to see Snack. I don't know if I've announced this on the uh, the show, but the snack's name is or the snake's name is Snack. Uh, <laughs> and she has yet to see Snack eat. I, I I would understand that. I would understand why you wouldn't want to show your daughter that. <laughs> so we feed Snack frozen pinky mice, right? So oh. they're like newborn mice that are basically like killed immediately and then frozen. And so I like, you know, thaw it out and then just put it in there and then Snack eats when he's ready. Um, I, I don't want to have to explain like three different levels of that to my daughter <laughs> who is three years old. <laughs> but once she is older, I think I'll do the whole circle of life thing with her. Oh, boy. Anyway, uh, <laughs> as for my opinions, uh, this should be not a surprise to anyone. This movie fucking rules. It's like the best movie that i've seen in a couple months <laughs> and then it, it, i don't know if this is going to be in my top 10 i don't know if i can shoulder the level of embarrassment that would come with doing that but it's close it's it's such a fun movie that i just want to like celebrate it for the rest of the year i um i uh, i can't think of a better way to put it i'm a slut for movies like this i am just an easy lay for a movie that takes a damaged character, isolates them, and then pits them against an animal that either represents or forces them to deal with their trauma or their pain. So Yeah, but like, now their trauma is just alligators. <laughs> no, because I mean, I don't not to spoil like move the movie or anything for you, but she has a broken relationship with her dad. Sure. There's some stuff going on beneath the surface. And, um, and so like, so for instance, The Edge, a movie about an insanely rich man who is never sure who he can trust because of his money, who feels as though he has like lost his life to his wealth because he's never truly been tested. He's only ever been able to read about wilderness survival, gets stranded in the wilderness, has to use his wiles to kill Bart the bear who is trying to murder him and his friends, Alec Baldwin and Harold Piranu. Um... <laughs> The Grey, Liam Neeson, suicidally depressed, but when it comes to getting torn apart by wolves, decides that it's worth it to fight to live. The Shallows, Blake Lively, med student who might be dropping out of school because her mom died of cancer and isn't sure how much you can fight when uh, like the ending is pretty much certain anyway. But you throw a shark at her, <laughs> she's going to fight her fucking ass off. And now you've got this movie that it, it it dabbles in a bunch of stuff like that and like it's not deep you know it's not manchester by the sea but it's got more on its mind than a lot of big budget movies that sling you some platitudes about never giving up and having to do it for the people who lived and whatever the fuck so like you know that's just this is my movie like this movie was basically <laughs> scooped out of my brain and just formed onto the screen it's got barry pepper in it a guy who I always love to see. I mean, it's just it's just a good time at the movies, man. Like, I'm sitting there, and this is another uh, installment in the running series of uh, the people Brian goes, or uh, the people in Brian's theaters bringing just ill-advisedly young children oh, to no. movies they probably shouldn't see. <laughs> yup. Yup. Two families. 
families that had children what? that were maybe slightly older than my daughter. Uh, but here's the here's a twist. Just like with Sicario, Day of the Soldado, these kids fucking loved this movie. <laughs> I was outside walking to my car and there was a, a kid and his mom. And this kid is like five years old. And him and his mom are singing the song that's at the end of this movie. And I just turned to them and I was like, do you see Crawl? And they were both like, yeah. I was like, oh my God, love it. It's a great movie. And they were like, it's a perfect movie. I loved it. So, yeah, man. like That's so pure. I, I just want to stop. That is so pure. <laughs> it's such. A, it was such a moment, you know? It like, And like, it's kind of funny because I know that it happens when like people walk out of like the Marvel movies. They're like, and the part when like Captain America picked up Thor's hammer and oh my god, blah blah blah. But that almost feels like like they were expecting it. Like they came and they got what they they knew that they were going to be fed. And a movie like this is like if you are like walking through a river and find a nugget of gold. You know, you're just like, oh shit, like this is great. This is awesome. I love this. Like it's it's a surprise, it's a it's a treat, it's a joy that feels very singular to you. And I hear more people coming out of this movie talking with, like, a sense of wonder than just, like, the raw cocaine rush of just getting the product that you thought that you deserved from the company that you expected to give it to you. Um, uh, okay. Yeah. Um, and also, like, I don't know, the gore is great, the scares are wonderful, the the mood is awesome, uh, this... this uh, Kaya Scaldelario is is just like she was really good. She was fantastic. I I love these movies where it's like it's it's not a lot of like big scenes that like you know are going to play on an Oscar reel, but like ha- ask people to drag up a lot of stuff and show you a lot of stuff while they're also like wet, bleeding, and covered in mud. It's it's oh, I, I love these guys. But the weird these are great. the weird thing about this is you know like I, and I guess I was thinking about the shallows too in relation to this. But like these movies give some of the best roles to women like all year in terms of giving them capable characters who aren't damseled, mm-hmm. who aren't like a prop for a hero. Anything like I, I mean, of course, like there's great like you know, uh, melodrama and dramatic roles for women. But like when it comes to so much genre stuff, it's just like, there's so much just shit roles out there. Like, I kind of <laughs> love that these movies exist and give someone like uh, guys go to like, who I haven't, who I haven't seen admittedly since, uh, since skins. So like, I, she's, she's someone who hasn't been on my radar, but this was enough where I'm like, wait, who is she in skins? Effie. She is. Well, she was Tony's younger sister. Yes. Oh shit! Yeah. How about that? But but I'm just saying, like it, it's it's not just these horror films. Like it's also uh, these thrillers. But these single location, uh, single location movies, like are they're just <laughs> showcases for like pretty tough performances too. And I, I really want to know about the actual shoot of this. Someone in our Slack was really wondering, like this has to be a grueling shoot because no matter how much CG you do, <laughs> you still got to be in some cold ass water. And uh, I don't know. I don't know how they shot this. <laughs> I want to now. I wish that we, I had known that we would really get into like the background of this. Cause I was reading an interview with her 
And I want to say that she was talking about how, like, you know, they cut, like, a neoprene, like, diving suit to fit under her wardrobe. Oh, really? Hmm. And, um, and what was the other thing that I, like, that it, that they filmed, like, in a, in a shipyard? <laughs> Jeez. I know that the movie was shot in Serbia. Sure. I do know that much. But I, I, I wish I had uh, taken the time to look into that a little more. But, yeah, she's, she's great in this movie. I mean, like. We, here's the thing if if you've ever listened to a show called blank check with griffin and david mm-hmm. um you just done first name basis did, now <laughs> that's the literal name of the show it's blank check with griffin all and right, david right. It, they sing it in their opening theme <laughs> um but it's got griffin newman and um wow i just blanked on david's name Sam, david crazy. Sims. yeah i don't know why i don't know why i fucked that up anyway uh but they were talking about uh movies and like actresses and how like the romantic comedy has died. And so a lot of great actresses are like, that was supposed to be my bread and butter. Like, what do I do now? And they just have to wait until they can age up to play like Amy Adams in uh, spotlight. And it's weird that the movie that has come to kind of fill that void is a young woman stalked by an apex predator. Sure. But I love it. It's great. I mean, let's find more apex, but like, let's, Get a girl and strand her in a tiger cage for a night, you know, <laughs> oh until the zoo opens in the morning. Like, let's all female remake of the edge. I don't give a shit. I'm not one of those Ghostbuster assholes. I'll, I'll give it to me. I don't care. Now, the tiger thing, that wasn't a film pitch. Is that correct? I, I here's I pitch all kinds of films on this. And um, if if. uh. Oh yeah, yeah no. I, damn it! I just thought I had a good title, but it's actually terrible. But no, I'm pitching it. I'm uh, gonna walk that up to someone in Hollywood, and I'm gonna say, "Cheers, a lady. She's a gymnast. <laughs> She's going to be a lawyer, and she is stuck in the tiger pit at the zoo uh, over Labor Day weekend." <laughs> What's the bad title? Like lions. Uh, so there's that famous short story called "The Lady or the Tiger." Is, that, is everyone aware of this short story? No. I don't think so. Okay, it's a guy and like he was caught with like the Sultan's daughter or something. And so his punishment is he has to open one of two doors and one of them has a tiger behind of it and the other has um like his his beloved. And there's something about like someone giving him a signal as to which one is which, but then the, the story ends before he makes the decision. And so any movie that ever ends that like kind of is like what do you think happened has a, a an ending that's like the lady or the tiger so i was going to say the lady and the tiger but that is such a dumb obscure reference that i don't think it's worth it all right i would definitely watch uh tiger pit gymnast movie <laughs> untitled tiger pit gymnast Same. movie that's what it is right now so maybe it's something like i don't know because we got the shallows we got crawl like you know what would you call it like earning your stripes R- roar even though that already exists that's already a thing extremely problematic horror movie <laughs> i don't know mike mazanti do you have a, a concept for what i could name this this film that i now have to pitch oh shit um <laughs> i like earning your stripes all right Ooh. cool Okay. You just earned yourself uh, an associate producer credit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> now, here's the thing. I think uh, we got to find a young actress who can do this. I'm thinking maybe Caitlin Devers. Caitlin, Caitlin Devers. Yeah, she could probably do this. I, wasn't she a gymnast in something else? 
Was she? I don't know. I, I, no I, idea. Yeah, she could do this. <laughs> Anything where she doesn't play like a moonshiner's daughter, I feel like is going to bust her up for <laughs> present pigeonholing. Anyway, um, I'm going to stop pitching. Uh, we should talk about this movie. And um, I don't know. Like, here's the thing. Do we want to talk in a in a non-spoiler section any longer? Or do we want to jump into full spoilers so we can just talk about how fucking awesome this all is? <laughs> does anybody have any last like non-spoiler things you guys want to say I, I think it's pretty obvious we all are suggesting people to see this i i should we go on a brief rant about this not screening for critics i i don't know what there's does anyone have feelings about, about this meh fuck it <laughs> you don't you don't need to like do that, did you, do? <laughs> you don't need to do screenings that's dumb well here's the here's the thing i'm curious because like just put it out there i part of me thinks like yeah put it out there but i do wonder you know if if like if you if you know it's a good movie because this movie is like certified fresh right like i think it's still in the 80s yeah but like as much as i hate talking about rotten tomatoes for a movie like this like yeah crawl is at 88 percent like that's like, if you'd gotten that buzziness coming out, like, a week ahead of this, maybe that could have been a bump, you know? I was happy to pay for it. So, I, like, I'm not even in that mode where it's like, oh, I had to go and find this movie and give my money to it. Like, happily done. But I just think that I really want movies like this to keep getting made, clearly. I need I need more of our rising star actresses to get thrown to the wilderness. And, um... I just think it's interesting that they didn't have faith in it because the shallows got screened for critics. I wrote the review of it. Sure. Well, I, I think it's, so it's, I think it's strange too, because it is paramount who a number of people have expressed some misgivings about how they've released some of their recent films and uh, you know, which ones they're pushing and which ones they're not. And so it is, it is going to be interesting, you know, for instance, you know, executive money bags at Paramount, <laughs> what they take away from this and, you know, whether it validates their own, you know, burial of it. Like, I, I think that's what's ultimately kind of strange about this is, you know, even if critics uh, said some really nice things about it once it was out in wide release, there, it's still the possibility that this is just going to barely live up to or you know uh perform up to expectations or something like that i think i saw 12 million somewhere i yeah the estimate i'm seeing for the weekend is 12 million and the production budget was apparently 13.5 oh really okay which seems low given how you know good the effects are (laughs) i yeah i'd I'd agree Uh, 13 million yes 13.5 for the budget that's dumb that there no way (laughs) <laughs> you uh, think it was more yeah, oh, yeah that doesn't make sense yeah huh whatever yeah there's i don't know what to tell you guys that serbia is sorry that i'm blowing your minds here serbia oh. has real low <laughs> production serbia must, yeah serbia must have a terrible exchange rate <laughs> i mean i don't i don't even know how to go like because we're moving like you got two two actors who alone probably didn't make between them a million dollars sure Right, and then you got Alexander Aja, who who what I don't about think alligator was, like, number one? They were all computer no, generated. No, they were all right? twins. So... It was like Mary Kate and Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was gonna say it was one, and it's like um, 
Haley. What's the what's her face? I'm, Who's the original? I'm pretty sure they did some parent trap, some puppetry for this. Like I I can't imagine that this is all CGI because the way that they enter. Are we in spoilers? We're in spoilers, right? We are not in no. spoilers okay. yet. Yeah, sorry. I I did. I just wanted to say the thing about the you know the not screening for critics because i just thought it should be said briefly before we got into spoilers but we can be done now i just here's the thing about the critics thing and i think that it's a lot of like the juice that you're you're probably feeling off of me right now which is a gross way to put it um i i like i feel like a lot of the critics who saw this were like fuck yeah here's like the tiny mean little summer thriller that like i miss if i had a dollar for every time i read that phrase tiny mean yeah <laughs> i mean but it's it's kind of true like sure. i i i get exhausted and we i joke on facebook when i post about our episodes like hey there was a new spider-man movie out but we talked about midsummer fuck you guys <laughs> um I joke about that, but like the truth is, like I didn't want to go see Spider Man. Like I, I if we have to do Lion King next week, which we probably do, Jesus Christ! Gonna... Well, Bill, you know the farewell isn't coming to Dallas until the twenty sixth. So yeah, <laughs> Bill, Fuck my it's city. your fucking fault. Fuck my city. We we don't have to do a movie. <laughs> we might have to do it. Um, but what was, uh, yeah, like stuff like that. I just get exhausted. But like I. I am settling affairs like uh, with my family regarding like a legal situation involving the death of my grandmother. And I had to go find a notary and print out a bunch of stuff. And I was doing all that. And the entire time I was doing it, I was like, oh, my God, if I get this done fast enough, I can go see Crawl. Like Crawl. <laughs> I wanted to see it a day early. And I was just like, if I can just find a notary who can watch me sign this thing and I can send it in, I can see Crawl early. And I didn't get to, and it legitimately bummed me out. It, like, ruined my Friday. I was like, well, now what? Because I don't get to see Crawl until tomorrow. <laughs> like, the, the movies like this remind me of when I was a child. And I would be like, there's a movie coming out, and it's going to be awesome because movies are awesome. You know, and you never know what they're going to be about. You never know what they're going to be like. And that's not 100% the case anymore. And so... You know, it just seems weird that they wouldn't try to, like, lean into that a bit. It's like, you know, are you tired of $200 million budgeted stupid superhero action movies where people get thrown through jet planes and come out without a scratch? Here, watch the scene of a girl getting her leg ripped to shreds by an alligator. <laughs> I mean, I'm already yeah. feeling the and same kind of... Oh, go ahead, Mike. Oh, I was just going to say that uh, in that exact vein, I love, and it sounds weird, but I love movies that don't swing for the fences and just deliver something to you in a satisfying way, but they don't overdo it. They're just happy with what it is. Absolutely. I mean, there's a, a running joke on this show about how much I love triple nine. And I feel like that's kind of it. It's it's <sighs> that kind of thing where it's, it's just like, I want to be a greasy, like mean crime movie. And it's, it, it is, it's great. You're on the wrong side of really history the with triple nine. Right. <laughs> I'm going to, in 20 years, I'm going to be like Matt Zoller sites with Annihilation. I'm just going to be like, oh, everyone come to the, the Lincoln Film Center and I'm going to show Triple Nine. Um, now I can't remember what I was going to say. Uh, 
yeah, I, I like those movies that that don't quite swing for the fences, but know what they want to do and uh, and deliver on it. It's it's there's something refreshing about it. I'm already feeling, you know, like I have friends who were like counting down the days to Endgame and had already bought like three tickets for three different showings on three different days. You know, and that's not how I roll. But I am so goddamn excited to see Ready or Not. Yeah, Ready or Not. Like, <laughs> yo. <laughs> like, I was sitting in this movie there, and the second that it, like, you know, because they do the Green Band trailers, and then I saw a Red Baron trailer come yeah. up. Yeah. And I, I, like, immediately perked up in my seat. <laughs> I was like, oh, fuck, do I get to watch the trailer for Ready or Not again? <laughs> <laughs> Like, that's crazy. I didn't get that excited to see anything this year. <laughs> Except for Crawl. Dragged Across Concrete, you were pretty excited about. I was just, I was stoked for that, but, like, I don't get, you know, you don't get the trailer for that in front of a movie. <laughs> but, yeah, no. I mean, like, legitimately, some of my favorite movies this year, Crawl, <laughs> Dragged Across Concrete, Ready or Not. I'm already calling it. Like, it's... <laughs> It I we're gonna talk about that movie on this podcast, and I'm gonna be so bummed if it's not like a gory, dumb, scary good time. I still cackled like a madman at the end of that trailer when the the fiance is like, "You said you wanted to get married," and the girl's like, "Are you saying this is my fucking fault? Are you fucking kidding me?" Well, I think uh, I think that just speaks to. It, it just speaks to how much we do want something that doesn't feel like it has an insane amount of of hype and stakes. And it, it's obviously, the, you know, I'm because I'm just rewording what you guys are now saying. But, you know, like not having the expectation that you feel like you're going to have to dig deep into, you know, I, I, I know I know, Brian and Bill, you guys really liked Midsummer. But like going into this, this was just so, such a relief after Midsummer that I didn't feel like I had to, uh, I, I had to like delve into you know an emotional cesspool <laughs> in order to get started. Like it, it's just there's there's not a requirement. There, there's not a sense of obligation that I felt in like even getting this started, and that's partly the pacing, but it's it's partly just no frills horror is just is so it's not rare these days but it's certainly rare as you know mid-budget uh studio fare and and stuff that's just not terrible <laughs> especially creature features so, creature features are so bad these days jeez well you know earning earning your stripes is going to be exactly. a great movie it's going to be the best we should probably talk about this fucking movie. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I was just about to say, so, you know, we, we all said how much we, we loved the movie. We, we've kind of avoided because it's a horror movie, because it's a thriller. We don't want to talk too much about the plot because a lot of the twists and turns or what's the best about it. Um, but I, I will just reiterate this final uh, part of our non-spoiler conversation. This movie will save cinema and has uh, reminded <laughs> oh, us Jesus of the magic Christ. of movies. Right. That's, <laughs> I don't think I'm misrepresenting our comments to say that that's what we've all been saying. Okay, sure. <laughs> Bill, just go along with it. We got to keep going. <laughs> Hopefully this won't be longer than the movie. It's going to be longer than the movie. Right. Um, all right, let's talk spoilers. Let's do it. We're in spoiler country. They're in gator country. We are now in spoiler country. 
Dog survives. <laughs> dog survives. <laughs> we should have done moment. that. Isn't there... Isn't that, um, there's like a website you can go to that tells you if the dog lives, right? Oh, is there? Yeah. Yes. That's kind of wonderful, actually. <sighs> okay, so I was, I was going to Google, <laughs> I was going to Google, does the dog live? Um, there is a website, it's called doesthedogdie.com. The number three suggested search for does the dog is does the dog die and crawl? So clearly this is something that is on the people's minds. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I yeah. mean, that dog tempts fate uh, uh, the entire uh, movie. <laughs> I, um, what was I going to say? Yeah. I mean, like there's a guy, there is a dude who, you know, gets chomp chomped when he's, uh, standing over the crawl space entryway. And then every time the dog came back, I was like, that poor fucking dog's going to get chomp chomped too. Does not lives to the end. Doesn't get a scratch. <laughs> it comes out the best of anyone. <laughs> It's like maybe cold. That's it. <laughs> Barry Pepper saves the dog and then looks for his daughter and gets his arm straight ripped off. It's oh, a great bait and switch. I love that moment. They build the dog up so much to be eaten. And then you're just waiting for it to happen. They have that overhead shot and then they rip, they grab his arm like that. And it's, it's just so stupid and satisfying to watch. Yeah. Cause you're like, like you said, you know, you're like, come on, dog. Come on. Oh, he got the dog. Oh, they got. Holy shit. And the movie, <laughs> the movie, I think, smartly really plays into how terrible it is to get eaten by an alligator. <laughs> um, can, can you explain that? Put that on the poster. <laughs> That's my pull quote for the Blu-ray. <laughs> the movie smartly plays into how terrible it is to get eaten by an alligator. So alligators and crocodiles. Um. You know, a shark bites and then swims away. It takes a chunk out of you, right? You know, an alligator and a crocodile, you know, unless you're a fish that they can swallow whole, they do what is colloquially called the spin of death, which we see a few times in this movie, which is they grab you and then they flip their bodies around to torque the flesh off of you. Is that real? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I oh, had yeah. no idea. I thought that was some dramatic, uh, dramatic invention. I did too. Nope. No, that's that's a real ass thing. And so I I was I walked into this movie and I'm like, here's the thing. So like the shallows, you know, she gets the shark bite on her leg and it's it's bad. Like you know, it really looks bad. But you know, in that movie, what a shark does is a shark hits you, then swims away and then it hits you again. And um. Alligator don't do that. Uh, you you can easily hold an alligator's jaws closed with your hands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, However, they, they the commonly, bite force is enough to shatter bone. Yeah, they commonly like duct tape their mouth closed or you can just tie it with a rope. That's, that's how they wrangle these creatures in large part. Um, that's what when when the officer when the friend guy whatever we're calling him the ex-boyfriend of the sister uh yeah he calls back to his his compadre and he's like get the uh i can't remember what he what he said but it, he basically oh the snare yeah thing, the snare yeah. and so that's basically what they're gonna do is they're gonna just loop that thing around its snout and basically it's stuck it's like well crap but uh, if you've ever seen the size of an alligator, 
and they kind of do it here and there in the film, but they don't really play it up. Uh, that tail is vicious. So you don't want to yeah. get slapped with that thing either. Yeah, pretty much. So like, yeah, the, the, the tail is bad. It's not really like a weapon that it uses, but it can be. Mm-hmm. But when it's trying to eat, you know, it's uh, it's not a snake that swallows you whole or, you know, that bites you and waits for you to die and then swallows you whole. It's not a tiger or lion that rips from you. It ha- it, it has to it just has to fling its own body around mm-hmm. until you fall apart. Yeah. So what what they commonly do is, you know, since they're mostly water based pr- predators, um, they generally just sneak up, they grab, and because their bite is so powerful, they pretty much have you, and then they pull you in, and hopefully they drown you. That's that's part of the death crawl thing, or death, uh, what is it? It's the spin of death. Yeah, the spin of death. That's part of that, is just basically like, okay, here, I can do this all day, you know? It's like, how yeah. long can you survive this? So, Yeah. I'm I'm loving yep. this eyewitness video excerpt I'm I'm getting from both of you right now. <laughs> <laughs> Have you never been to or seen like a gator thing where like they hang <laughs> no. a chicken over like a uh, cuz that's the other thing. They can jump like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like they can leap out of the water pretty far because again that tail is really good at propelling them. Alligators are a, a terrifying creature. But that brings so. me to my my other point. Um, alligators okay. are a terrifying creature, except when it comes to a uh, a sliding glass shower door. <laughs> like, I what? That was one of my favorite scenes in the movie. <laughs> but that doesn't make any sense. It literally... <laughs> like splashes through a window at one point, um, which has like a wood, wood mole in the middle. Um, there's some other things that they basically do throughout this film where you're just like, wow, these creatures are fairly powerful and, you know, it can't escape a glass like shower. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to I'm going to apply some science to this. What? Oh, man. <laughs> the the Put alligator that up. came through <laughs> the alligator that came through her bedroom window. The water was already covering that window, right? Shh. So there was already a lot of inward forcing pressure. Okay. Okay, sure. That and yeah, so it was and also that alligator was zooming, right? Yeah. But in the bathroom, <laughs> that alligator can't build up a head of steam, you know? But we've already established that these creatures are what? 500, 600 pounds? I was about to say, it's still slightly insane that it couldn't get out of there. But I I don't care. I really liked that scene. Okay. Another thing. I Because an alligator's whole deal is I'm going to chomp you like real hard, real fast. Uh-huh. This movie has a collection of, oh my God, it's almost got her foot. And then the loud like, shh, like sonic boom clapping sound of its jaws closing as they barely get away some nice sound design in here everyone in my theater every time that happened every time you're like oh it's still in her mouth oh she just got away everyone was like oh thank god oh my god that was amazing that's so cool yeah i was i was i was frankly surprised by the lack of damage that we actually see for the most part um you know the 
the amount of times that we see them just maul people, th- there was one person that basically gets torn to shreds. Um, uh, yeah. But beyond that, like I was expecting a lot more mauling, but <laughs> the the thing that I was not expecting was these quick deaths that so many people end up having or like even drawn out but like there's not like a comeback moment right like the 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 ex-boyfriend pretty much gets chomped she tries to help him and then it's just like yeah nah that that and we never really like we see him in the in the nest but like we don't see any of those other people like ever again Right. It's just like, eh, they're gone. Okay. Bye. And I was just like expecting one of them to become the walking wounded to join their crew. And the fact that this <laughs> duo doesn't ever become a trio was really surprising to me. Uh, granted, the dog is there, but I, I think, yes, I, the dog is there. Third. I think that's a fair point, Bill. I, I mean, there is something there is. I, I think it's an interesting personally I think it's an interesting choice that they do keep it too small it's so small but there is but there but that is uh, it, that is something that like this avoids most of the dramatic ideas exactly of what you're saying you know for instance the boyfriend coming back at the last minute being like hey I have a gun I can help <laughs> yeah know? like I, like I, I was expecting him to come back because I was like oh okay he knows he, she drove around and like Okay, she's he's gonna come and like try and rescue them, right? Like the, the of course that's gonna happen. Um, but yeah, the fact that like everybody else is not capable of surviving the you know the one attack, but her father and her both get attacked unexpectedly mm. and both get out relatively scot-free like pepper uh bless his heart is missing an arm by the by the end of this film and his well, leg is pretty fine that, that is like his third like romp more like arm creatures. free yeah well yeah but that is like his third romp with these creatures meanwhile everybody else Who's gets like romp with them? everybody else gets like one one chance and that's it like they're done they're toast so I'm curious, Mike. Mike Mazzanti, did you did you have any issues with this? <laughs> this? <laughs> um, not really. I, I don't think I noticed it um, because I was just fixated on uh, Kai Escalario and like B Peps, as I call him. Um, but <laughs> I think for me, it was the the unexpected nature of the way most other people were attacked. But I will agree that Scudelario is attacked unexpectedly though. He bursts through the staircase, which I do think is her son for warning in terms of the timing of it and the sounds that are around her. I think everyone else is kind of just completely ambushed without a chance to to do anything about it. So I, it didn't really bother me to be honest, but I, I do think it's a fair criticism. I, I will say that first sequence when when the gator shows up th- and having her like desperately pull her father through that was that was like chef's kiss like <laughs> one of the best sequences like I was scared out of my mind I was like there is no way she's getting her and her father safe one or the other is about to get chomped like there's no way and the fact that they made it that the gator just can't quite squeeze itself underneath like these these 
plumbing pipes. pipes. I was like, I was like, okay, that's that's a that's a big reach, but I like this. I like this movie. Like it was, it firmly got me on its side from that moment initially. But I just never feel like like the underwater scenes of of the mm. gators isn't all that interesting to me like like seeing her like outswim a gator i'm like ah eh, f- fuck you oh, movie are you crazy I, that was so I, 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 like when she's going for the boat yeah yeah oh. I, I think there's something to what i i don't i i'm not necessarily on Bill's side totally with this, but I think there is something interesting to be said about when the crawl space is flooded and when it's not like, like as we were talking about, it's a lot more about sound when it's not flooded. Like you can hear every reverberation and you can, you can see that with the water, you know, when she, when her foot hits the cage, for instance. Mm -hmm. But I I think there is a a very different um, kind of like, texture to, to those scenes. And, and I did have to say, I was a little bit confused in a way. I wasn't with something like the shallows in terms of some of the spatial awareness of where the alligator was well, and where she was, especially when there was water. Let's, let's be real honest. That crawl space was fucking huge. Like <laughs> I, I did not understand the spatial layout. Uh, like, was that like an 8,000 square foot mansion? I did. I could not understand. It was a pretty big house. It, it seemed like I, it, it was also two stories though, or three stories, I guess. Ultimately, uh, well, it has like a, a lot of crawl spaces too. Haven't you? <laughs> uh, well, as look, an inspector, it, uh, w- crawl spaces in Texas are more uh, older homes, and they're not really convenient. Uh, we don't really build crawl spaces in in Texas, and definitely not basements. I would say that was almost a a basement slash crawl space. Um, There's some crawl spaces that sort of like you can look at it and be like, oh, you could they you could dig this out and make a basement. Yeah. We got a lot of those in Maryland, especially in the older houses, mm-hmm. like the um. The houses they would send on a railroad from Sears. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. The old craftsman yeah. style. Yeah. Yeah, I got a I got a friend who's got a big ass crawl space like that. And then uh his parents also got a big ass crawl space like that. Yeah. Um I I'll say this. So it, from in my experience, not very fun to move around in, but again, they don't <laughs> dig them very deep here in Texas. Um they're more for just the 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 pier and beam foundation. Um those houses back then uh, you know, you're going to have a little bit more room. Certainly. Uh, that was, yeah, I would, I would definitely agree with Brian. That was like almost a basement, but because it's like right there on the coast, uh, basement's probably not a good idea. So yeah, no, yeah, it's definitely like she says, she's like, you know, cable guys do this all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I, I agree with her. Uh, the first four or five crawl spaces that I crawled, uh, it, it was, intimidating to say the least um and i couldn't I, have, I couldn't like crouch in them i have to be full on like on all fours crawling army man style so sounds scary I, have as a, hell. I, have a, <laughs> I have a crawl space under my under my house that, that was dug out so that you can stand in it but it's <gasps> primarily dirt mm-hmm. but it's where the uh the water heater and the um the indoor unit of the air conditioner is mm-hmm. but it's it's gross and it's full of spiders oh, yeah. oh god <laughs> oh yeah it's fun. This movie I, also has some spiders yeah, in it. it yeah. Whoa. Oh. That, that was some good daddy long leg action. <laughs> 
I'm uncomfortable now, but oh. I got what you're saying. <laughs> Clearly, Mazanti is not a fan of this either. Well, okay. No, look, I was look. I was losing it in the theater. That that was worse than the Gators. Well, I, my my thing was she's slapping at her face, and I'm like, spiders don't like water, lady. Like, where are you? Like, just duck. But your you know head. what does love water, Bill? Fucking alligators. <laughs> Sorry, in that water. <laughs> I, I gotta be honest, I didn't understand that space, that space right where she's trying to lift it and there was something on top of it. I couldn't, were there pipes that were blocking alligators from getting no, in no. there or was she just on? A, I think she was just on top of ground. something. Like barely. Yeah. Okay. Barely above the water level. Yeah. So she could still be chomped at. Yeah. She could. And and that's what he said. He said that yeah. you're, you're going to be exposed. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he was he was banging the pipes to try to give her some cover. Okay, oh my god, that reminds me of the best part of the fucking movie. Well, every part of this movie is the best part of the fucking movie. Um, okay, we can walk to the boat if we go quietly. <laughs> I think the rain will give us cover. This after a whole movie of blinding winds and horizontal rain, and they are like a quarter of the way there. And a gator has just swum by them. And then all of a sudden, the eye of the storm passes over. Yes. And it gets eerily calm. And it's just like, oh, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. And yeah, then they're... he's like, uh, you're going to have to swim. <laughs> so good. Such a. There. And I also love that when they, they get, you know, they can't help but like they fucking glide back into the house. And I love that they just are stuck it's like unfinished business in that house and they have to keep going up instead of just leaving it yeah it's like nope you don't get to go out that way you got to still deal with some of your shit in here <laughs> it was so good oh it was so amazing um what was i gonna say i i i really enjoyed the the relationship and the dynamics that were built up between the two of them i did too i um i got like genuinely moved by their whole conversation regarding the divorce and his part in it and how she thought it was her fault because he spent so much time with her and it was it was a it was a genuinely moving like little picture of like you know a father-daughter relationship and how how much they were like wound up in each other and I especially like she was saying like why don't you like I keep wanting to look and see you in the stands like why don't you come anymore and he's like I thought you were mad at me and she's like I am mad at you I still want you there yeah, but their timing for those conversations is is ridiculous, which is part of what makes it what makes it good. But like, it'll be right after something terrible happens, and then like it's just an interstitial <laughs> moment between something else terrible happening. It's it's hard, you know. It's hard. Well, yeah, because you can't do it during the terrible thing happening. You got what I liked about that, even if it does seem a little out of place, is that I'm so used to hearing two people who are really close in a terrible situation in a movie where they just have this really generic back and forth about like survival and movement. And I love that like their family shit was like always on the table, no matter what was going on. Cause I think it, it really mm-hmm. resonates with me. At least it's just like, you're, you're always in that where, and those things just naturally come up. This is like, you know, this, they haven't spoken in a while and clearly it's just like, this is the tension that's always going to be there. And why not bring it out now? We could die. <laughs> I love yeah, how she therapy. There's a point where she says like I I didn't th- I never thought it would end like this or like who would have thought it would end like this and I'm like in all of the times that you ever view the end of your life you know in your mind 
like who on earth would say trapped in a crawl space with my wounded dad surrounded by alligators <laughs> i will also say that i think going back to bill's part about how like a lot of the people on the outside are quickly dispatched but the the people you know the father and daughter are not the the two alligators that they've got under the house are kind of like fat happy nesting alligators Mm-hmm. and the alligators on the outside i assume have escaped from the alligator farm that was nearby <laughs> and so they seem to be like all right we're out of the farm it's time to go pick up some food and they start just killing everyone and there's more of them and they're always in like waist height water so they're able to move a little faster and do a little more like that one alligator is able to straight up spin a death that guy's head off yeah mm-hmm. It's freaking, which is awesome. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, that, the whole way that the gas station stuff is staged is just great. Uh, I, I think we already spoke before, or I can't remember whether it was before this episode, but there's a, a great sight gag where you think the the alligator is going to get this. You're seeing the underwater shot. And then it goes above water and it turns out the alligator was going for the person behind the person you think he was going for. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and the, the grossest part of the movie, which is where yeah. where the, Stan the only part where I covered my eyes. <laughs> where Stan or yeah, Stan grabs for a fucking hot dog. And <sighs> it, oh god. Yep. It, I, you know, it had like a thing on it too. Like I think there was a black spot on that hot dog. Oh Jesus. But also you're in a you're in a you're ransacking a seven eleven. It it is you, the hurricane is happening, and then you reach into the hot dog warmer where there are two hot dogs that are still weirdly pink. Um come on, Stan. I mean he was just taking sunglasses, so he, so he's not the smartest kid who's ever lived. No. And he was um, just grabbing junk food mainly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then like a moron. When he, when he his friends, on the, the other uh, hand, or his brother and sister, or whomever the hell these people were, stole a whole ATM machine. When he grabbed the gift cards, that was that was my favorite <laughs> moment because I was like, "You dumbass! They have to like ring that up for it to even be active. You can't just steal that. Like, why do you think they just have them sitting out in the aisle? It's it's because they're not activated. Raise your hand if you had a dirtbag friend who ever stole gift cards. What, how would we raise our hands? I don't know. I'm raising my hand. Okay. And he stole. I had a friend who was like, "Check this out, fifty dollar iTunes gift card." And I was like, "Oh, who gave it to you?" He's like, "Stole it." And I was like, "You okay? Have fun using it." Yeah. Oh boy, what a fool! I I want to bring up something. Does the dog die? Dot com. Oh my god. Here's the thing. Well, uh, what, this... a, what a what a uh, what is it? Um, not a contra- contraception uh, contradiction because uh, there's a lot of gators that die in this movie. Well, here's the Bill. Yes. Perfect. That's why I want to talk about it. Here's the thing. This site is is its tagline is crowdsourced crowdsourced emotional spoilers for movies, TV, books, and more. So it's not just about if the dog dies, guys. No, no, no. That there is a, a list of there. there is a list of questions, and then I guess people come and they vote yes or no. So does the dog die? Clearly, the first one. 
28 no's, 7 yeses. <laughs> Very weird that there are 7 yeses. Uh, you gotta love crowdsourcing. <laughs> does it does a cat die eight nose does a horse die five nose now here's the thing bill does an animal die 19 yeses oh. um i, I like and the then, highest rated comment on that one as well oh you're looking at yeah. it now <laughs> it says it's from des calrissian and it says i'm cool with a few cgi alligators dying as long as the dog's okay <laughs> Are animals abused? Four no's. Zero yeses. Um, <laughs> um, well, I guess murder is not abuse, and therefore... Yeah, right. If you, it's, it's a merciful. I guess abuse is, like, for fun? Yeah, that screwdriver was not at all... Uh... Are, are there she anxiety attacks? dump an entire handgun clip into oh the gator's God. mouth. That was, That's a great moment. That was weird. That was really weird. Why? I, a because she doesn't go back for that clip or that gun. Um, she empties the clip, bro. Yes. I know, but cops yeah, have have multiple it. has multiple clips. They got to. I guess. Right. Like I, it, as soon as I get a hand on a gun, that is my lifeline. In this case. <laughs> I don't know about y'all, but even if it's empty, I just want to. It's like a security blanket. <laughs> Hell yeah. I want to run. I want to run through some of these other yes or no questions. Yeah. Wait, I, are there anxiety attacks? Seven yeses. No, are there bugs? You should just ask, and you should ask the people on the podcast because I'm looking at it as well. Okay. No, d- uh, just answer these questions. <laughs> okay. okay. Are there are there spiders? Thumbs up. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yep. Um, does a head get squashed? They get crunched. That's a tough. That's a tough. <laughs> um, tough I think. Like, like not mountain and the viper squash. This but, is uh, Bill. I'm glad you said that because I'm pretty sure a lot of these got added while people were watching Game of Thrones. Because one of them was, "Does a dragon die?" <laughs> <laughs> I mean, gators are kind of related, right? They're they're large lizards, so um, to, to just as relative. Now, y'all said sort of or maybe. Uh, according to this, one yes, four no's. And Janice Campbell says, Deputy gets his head squished by a gator while being chomped on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Amen. Does a kid die? Does no. that, is, is that a teenager? Now, that's the thing. There's four no's and one yes, but someone says a teenage boy gets killed by a pack of gators. I... I would say that's a teenager, so that's a kid, right? Teenagers. Are- now, this is actually this is a good jumping off point to uh, our our like roundabout thoughts on this movie. I want to start with Mike Bizanti. Does this movie have a happy ending? Joe, <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a doozy! Um, I guess I, I I think for me it was relevant. Relatively, yes, because I was I kept waiting as the music was swelling at the end for there to be some cheeky bullshit where there's a gator standing on the roof with like, you know, it's not open. <laughs> and, and the helicopter was <laughs> driven by a gator. Yeah, the, the, the helicopter parks and a gator gets out and, you know, dives on, you know, Barry Pepper. So it relatively, I think it is happy, but I don't think that they work out their emotional shit 
a town is also completely decimated by a hurricane and they murder a ton of gators that were just hungry. So it's kind of, I guess, relative. <laughs> All right. Bill Graham, do you think this movie has a happy ending? Sure. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> All right. According to the fine people at does the dog three. Yes. Two. No. <laughs> oh boy! A, there, this, this, you could scroll forever on this guy. Is Santa spoiled? <laughs> That's okay. Huge yes. Is electrotherapy used? Oh my god! This <laughs> is there a claustrophobic scene? I think you all can guess that it says yes. <laughs> no, okay. Oh my god! Here's the better one. Is there a shower scene? <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> two yeses one no <laughs> i i of the tiger spelled really weird 44 says there is a scene involving a shower but no one is actually using the shower to bathe and there were so many people now who aren't gonna see this movie <laughs> no but that <laughs> that is a thing though like Aja's films have a lot of gratuitous nudity and a lot of just like gratuitousness and this movie is so lean and just like never spends time on something that it's not going to pay off in some way so that i really do think that's like if someone was like i hate aja's earlier films i'd be like no this one's this one's really different yes <laughs> okay so clearly there's going to be uh, we we're turning this into like a section of this podcast where we go to does the dog uh, oh, yeah. and just run through them um, Can we also get one final uh, postmortem for the bones that are broken in this movie and my oof. terrified reactions at every single one of them? <laughs> <sighs> there, that's now. That's the thing. I I walk into this movie and, like I said, the shallows. I think is PG thirteen. You know, is it? It's um, I, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it is. yeah, yeah. Because yeah, you is. get you see her. You see her bite, but it doesn't linger on no. it, and it's just blood. Steven Seagal lives. Um, <laughs> but this movie, you get to see Barry Pepper's shin bone, and then you get to see his whatever the hell you call the upper uh, arm bone. I don't know what that's called. And th when he takes the shin bone with the belt and moves it back oh, into... Oh, pops it on. Yeah. Now, see, that's because this was an Aja movie. I was like... It's going to be gross. There's going to be stuff in this. And there is. And I, I like that this movie went full R. You know? I expected it, it dropped some F-bombs. Sure, sure. <laughs> but, you know, we gots to see that bone, baby. <laughs> and according to fine people, it does the dogdie.com. Ten yeses. Someone breaks a bone. <laughs> now, here's the crazy part. The top comment. When the dad is discovered, we find out that a bone is popping out of his leg. Nothing about his arm. <laughs> but then the second comment from Janice Campbell, back again, says, and then his arm gets ripped off further along. This site rules. <laughs> this is the best site. I wish we had known about this for midsummer. Oh, my God. John Wick Chapter 3 is also on here. Well, yeah. <laughs> Um, I am, I, so, so clearly we're having, this movie is so fucking fun. Uh, the, 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 the places this movie has allowed us to go is amazing. I will say if, if I could, I wish that this movie had that, that 
end scene that so many of these kinds of movies get. Like, I wish that we had gotten a like shot of her like winning her next swim meet or something or even coming in second or something. But then she gets out of the pool and there's Barry Pepper like pumping his one remaining arm in the air. Or maybe like they hug and you see like his stump and like the the scar on her arm from when she was getting rolled. And then you're the best around place. Yeah. Okay. Or like a Katy Perry song. No. <laughs> Whatever. Do you ever feel you like a plastic There's... bag? <laughs> when these movies happen, you know, I sometimes like think to myself, like, what is the ending that would make me the most happiest? And like the gray gave me that ending. I remember specifically sitting in that theater thinking, I really want the movie to end in the next five seconds. And then it did. And that was a great moment. Um, and I, I sort of was like, okay, so she's got the flare up. They've found the helicopter. It's going to go to black. And then we're going to see like a scene of them, you know, broken, but together. But instead that was it. Does anyone else like feel like they wanted that? Or are we all happy with it kind of cutting to well, black and, oh, and being done? I think for me, I guess from the establishment of their relationship, I think broken, but together kind of comes in earlier. And so I was happy with just it cutting to black and continuing the trend of knowing when to, you know, go for it and then when to just call it. And I liked that it was very concise and didn't add, you know, it's 87 minutes or whatever. So, you know, don't, don't make it 88, just, you know, satisfy me and then, you know, get out of there. Yeah. All right. That makes sense. Michael Snydell. Yeah, no, I, I, I think that ending's good too. And I, I, I had to like stifle a giggle too, when it did like the freeze frame, <laughs> A freeze frame as it goes to credits but yeah it's it's just effective as it is and i think it really puts a cap on it as an exercise as, as mike was kind of describing it so um anyone else have anything to say about this movie i feel like i'm i'm fighting against my better impulse which is just to be like and now we're going to talk about it scene by scene <laughs> to go over how cool it is Bill, no bill i, I want to <laughs> finally ask you like I, i'm kind of curious what what was so was the point that it went off the rails for you a little bit was was it when the it started flooding the crawl space yeah i i, I didn't gain nearly as much uh interest or excitement from the underwater kind of vision of of these gators because i felt like they were more just conveniently not there and shown in a way that didn't give me much like anticipation i think the scene you know i kind of mentioned it already but early on when she ends up dragging her father uh between those pipes and then you see the gator like slowly back into a corner and all you see is like it's red glowing eyes i was like (laughs) okay this this movie is going for something here and we never really get that kind of tension again once the water starts to rise we get it here and there um but we never really have a good idea of where this creature is and then once the second one is is kind of introduced then all hell breaks loose as far as like spatial awareness you just don't know where any of these things are um and I think that's that's the unfortunate part is like I I wanted it to be more of a bottle inside this house and once they kind of ended up like both being underneath the house 
in this area kind of backed into a corner, I was like, okay, this is really interesting. I don't know where they're going through or going forward in this movie. Once they like break outside, I was like significantly less interested in this film. Granted, like, you know, like our guests already mentioned, they break outside and then are almost immediately like pushed right back in unceremoniously. (laughs) Like I was like, I was like, Oh, she got the boat and she looks so triumphant. And I was just like, yeah, this can't fucking last. And then, and then it just gets like shoved over and then it's capsized. And I was like, that boat maybe weighs like 150, 200 pounds. Like you can flip that thing back over. What? Like she is on top of it to get a, a, uh, a, uh, radio. Yeah. A radio. And I'm like, you're on your lifeline right now. Like, why (laughs) why don't you just flip that son of a bitch over? And then like, at least you have a boat to stand inside of. Like, I was like, what the fuck is this movie? This movie's wild. I don't know. Like there's things like that, that just drive me bananas about this movie but yeah like it's still fun once they get into the water but it's it's not as fun and it's not as weird and different as the opening kind of 30 minutes are i really Mm. dug that kind of agree to disagree yeah (laughs) i think that's um i just uh it's really interesting that that bill says that because i had heard that aja rewrote the script a lot and that originally it was almost entirely set in the crawl space and hence the title was more relevant and that there was not a reveal of a second alligator until kind of the the climax of the film and so i think when he opens the scope like that and kind of follows the the rising water level i think it's satisfying in a three-act way but i do think you might lose a little bit of the spatial coherence and the kind of um, immediate mounting tension in that crawl space. And so I think it's really interesting that his adjustments kind of did something to you, Bill, that I, you know, that isn't as satisfying to you. Um, And I think that's just a kind of a byproduct of what he was ended up going for, which is, you know, I guess maybe more ambitious than, than you would have liked in terms of, um, yeah, just the geography of it. So Mm -hmm. now I was, I was going to say the craziest part of this movie for me (laughs) was when it went to credits and the guy next to me was talking to his his wife or his girlfriend or something and said, oh, man, that's so good. There's, you know, oh, I can't believe it ended there. There's got to be a second one, right? And I was like, a, se- a second movie? He's like, yeah, a sequel. I was like, what? It's <laughs> 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 revenge. Yeah, not that I'd be against, like, oh crawl to the the crawling or whatever. But, like, I was just like, how does your brain immediately go there? Like the helicopter's coming they just don't have the budget to show them getting rescued because we've been brainwashed by hollywood (laughs) well look the greatest movie of all time uh deep blue sea has shown me that just because you're about to get rescued by a helicopter doesn't always work out that way and then uh you know we we also saw jurassic world too right so that that happens and that That was the movie That's the you make you make a solid point, Bill. A, a, four gators could bite down on that cage and just drag that helicopter down. Well, I'm I'm honestly the fact that it like falls out of the sky briefly at one point, like it hits turbulence. I was like, yeah. oh shit, is this thing about to fall into the water? I was like, oh, Same. 
I yep. maybe that yeah maybe that whole moment is supposed to be like the spinning top at the end of Inception. <laughs> it's the lady and the tiger thing, man. It's like, hey, you think that helicopter doesn't fall out of the air? Do you think it makes yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. Here's a funny it. thing: talking about talking about sequels because there's a there's another 47 meters down coming out right i'm excited for that <clears throat> and i was saying you know i know no i think it's only the second one S- second yeah okay yeah but um yeah. what i was gonna say is bill brings up deep blue sea and i was gonna say now there's a movie that i am shocked never had a shitty direct-to-video sequel uh, nope. i am wrong yes you are it came out in 2018. Yes, it came out last year, fellas. Did you see it? No. Why would I? 37 meters down? No. No, uh, Deep Blue Sea 2. Oh, no. I, I heard about it and heard it was bad. <laughs> Deep 2C. Is that really what it's called? Come on. No, it's not. That All would right. be hilarious, though. <laughs> but that's weird. Because, like, you would have thought that, like, you know, the early 2000s would be a wash in, like, Deep Blue Sea 3, like, the spawning... Mm-hmm. It was not the spawning. It's crazy. I don't know the spawn. That's actually the uh, piranha. Yeah, spawning. I was gonna say <laughs> shit. My bad. Uh, Deep blue sea three red tide. <laughs> I don't know. They'd come up with some. What do we get the mag tide, to? You know. <laughs> I don't know. Hopefully soon because those, those books, books go are, places. Yeah. We need a we need an R rated meg. Yeah. You know. Oh, we sure. need a we need another crawl that's rated NC seventeen. I don't know. <laughs> Um, <laughs> we need to leave just, we have bad ideas now <laughs> my my best idea obviously was the the girl trapped in the tiger enclosure you know who has to survive labor day weekend yeah are are zoos closed on labor day weekend or would they be open on labor day weekend i think they'd be open i think they'd be a big zoo day zoo days that's going to be the name of the movie. Big Zoo Day. <laughs> we bought a zoo too. <laughs> we bought a zoo too. Big Zoo Day. I think that's just basically Sold. Jurassic World, actually. <laughs> Guys, it's July 4th. You know what that means. It's a big zoo day. <laughs> We're going to be at full capacity. Let's hope everything goes right. And then you get a, a cut to the monkey covering its eyes. Anyway, um, so you can look uh, for my new movie about a girl stuck in a tiger pit. I'm going to be tweeting out my ideas, but they are all copyrighted. Uh, does anyone have any final thoughts <laughs> on the masterpiece that is Crawl before we wrap Holy up? Holy shit, Brian. <laughs> it's a good movie. Come on. <laughs> Again, I'm just going to a lot of this. A lot of this podcast has been us incoherently talking about how good this movie is and the parts we liked. But I think a solid through line is. That movies like this, which used to just be your broken arrows, you know, like you're you're at the edge. You know, it was like the programmer that you expect that's a good solid B and that you probably never think about again. Like the scarcity of these movies has made them something that I value so much more than the big budget shit that we get shoveled like three times a week. It's a miracle and you've seen the eyes of God. <laughs> Yeah, the voice of God spoke to me right after this movie was done. And what he said was, dude, that was pretty fucking awesome. And I was like, yeah, you're goddamn right it was. And then we laughed and high-fived. Yeah. Okay. Let's get out of here. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, any final thoughts, Mike Mazzanti? 
<laughs> go see crawl. Skip. Skip the spandex. Skip the spandex. Go for the scales. Oh boy. Again. Pull pull quote. You skip the spandex. Go for okay. You know what, Michael? I don't want to hear about it. Um, very happy that on this episode we discovered what's going to become the centerpiece of every episode moving forward, which is a visit to doesthedogdie.com. Here's a fun one, just you know, to sign us off. Does the dog die in midsummer? People are heated in their debate about whether or not a dog that is seen earlier on is supposed to have died later on. I just because we never see it again. I interpreted it as yes. Do they think a bear is a dog? No, but there is the question, does an animal die? And 38 said yes. One said no. (laughs) Don't know what that guy thinks is going on. (laughs) Does a horse die? 18 say yes. 11 say no. Anyway, so this is going to be fun. I look forward to doing this for the Lion King. Is there cannibalism? Is that one of them as well? (laughs) You know what? I would be legitimately shocked if there wasn't. It doesn't look like it is. Bummer. I know, that sucks. (laughs) Anyway, that's it for today. Um, Crawl is out in theaters now. You all should go see it if you haven't already. Why have you listened all the way to the end of this? Um, Meanwhile, you can find this show on Twitter at FilmStageShow. You can go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash FilmStageShow, and give us your money. And uh, Mubi. Mubi is our sponsor. Go on movie and check out all the great movies that they have. You can get a free 30-day trial of movie by going to mubi.com slash filmstage. Again, that is mubi.com slash filmstage. Um, next week, we're, we're probably talking about Lion King. Woo. That's just, you know, that's just the way it is. Hakuna Matata, baby. You know, <laughs> Bite the you know I don't, I don't believe that. <laughs> I think there is actually a shit ton of worries to be had right now. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, because Bill lives in Dallas. Sorry. You know. We will get to the farewell. 70, That's the better way to put this. Yes. The farewell will happen. The art of self-defense might also happen. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood will happen. Ready or not will happen if I have to make it happen through blood sacrifice. Yes. Can, can we just agree? Style. Can we agree to watch two Planet Earth episodes and say we saw The Lion King? <laughs> <laughs> only if only if you that's amazing under one planet earth episode you must play lemonade under the other planet earth episode you must play guava island and then you can say that okay sounds good that sound okay yeah, michael sounds good okay. yeah. perfect sounds, sounds oh, better boy. than lion king <laughs> that does actually sound a lot better than lion king one of my proudest moments on twitter oh was um you know that that viral clip of Planet Earth when like the the iguana is getting attacked by the snakes? Yes. yes. I I tweeted it out yeah. and I said someone has to add in a house in a heartbeat from 28 days later onto this. <laughs> someone did. Fucking perfect. It's pretty good. I will see if I can find that so I can tweet it out so people who have listened all the way to the end of this episode can see it. <laughs> Any Ooh, yeah. All right. Uh so that's it for today. Uh thank you so much for joining us. Let's tell the fine people where we can be found between now and the next time. Mike Mazzanti. Uh, you can 
find me on Twitter at be the geese, and you can find me on Letterboxd at Ridley Scotch. <laughs> Ridley Scotch. <laughs> Do you? <laughs> Oh, my God. That hits so many sweet spots for me. <laughs> Wait a second. Now I have to come up with a thousand shitty puns for Ridley Scott movies. <laughs> like a good 18 year. It'll be a real blade bummer, whatever you come up with. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was a good one. A blade bummer. <laughs> anyway, I apologize. Uh, let's uh, kick it over to what's his face, Bill Graham. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, Good old what's his face. You can find me on Twitter oh. at cablebfg. Uh, you can find me definitely worrying about spiders in crawl spaces on the Slack channel as well. All right, Michael Snydell. You can find me on Twitter at, at Snydell and on Letterboxd under the same name. Uh, and yeah, alligators are scary. That's, that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> I am just super happy that no one called them crocodiles through this whole episode. <laughs> was actually, I, guys. I feel like I have to mention it. In Chicago right now, there's an alligator in Humboldt Park that they are currently trying to humanely capture and have been unable to do so. So if you want to, to learn all about this and about Alligator Bob, the man who is trying to do so, uh, it's a good read. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, where I live in Texas, we have uh, like the, because the, it's a fucking swamp. We have like the drainage ditches, they call them the bayous and like on all the golf courses and shit, the alligators roam free. Yep. It's pretty awesome. I always love it. Uh, whenever I go down there, I try to catch sight of a couple. What was I going to say? Um, I'm going to be uh, on Twitter pitching my uh, girl trapped in a tiger enclosure film to whoever will listen. <laughs> Just going to reach out to everyone. Uh, you can follow the, that whole situation at Brian J. Rowan. Uh, that's my name for everything from Letterboxd to Instagram to, I don't know, whatever the hot new social media thing is next year. And, of course, you can find this episode, every other episode of this that has ever been created at thefilmstage.com. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us, and tune in next week. She said, I'm sorry, pretty daddy. You know my love is just for you. She said, I'm sorry, pretty daddy. You know my love is just for you. Do you know how angry I was when this movie ended and they started playing that song? I was like, you ruined my podcast. <laughs> <laughs>